we back and 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 we back. Yeah, what's going on? It's, it's been a very, 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 very long time coming. Um, for those who don't know, this is you know you can't say hi. I am your gracious host, John Brown. Um, you know, I started this podcast over two years ago. And I'm just now getting back to it. A lot of time has passed. Obviously, a lot of things have happened in those two years. I uh, I went to law school. I'm still in law school. Um, I, I, I did some things, you know, whatever. Um, but now I'm back. Um, I won't belabor any of the little details. Um, before, we're, before we begin today, I just want to shout out um, my boy... Um, Tyler, um, at Tyler, I am sure withers for all the help that he's always, uh, he's helped me and, uh, the love he's shown me. And I also want to shout out to, um, my boys, the hosts of the hilarious, not that serious podcast, um, Big Mike and Elsie. Um, their their podcast has really like motivated me to get back on my shit and do my shit because um, they're so good at it they're so consistent with it they're they're like doing really really well so go first off check out uh, not that serious the podcast it's great it's funny um, it's the opposite of this <laughs> um, but yeah uh, shout out to them shout out to Mike Elsie um so when when we last uh, where I last left off was, you know, this podcast was all over the place. We would just talk about whatever I, I felt like talking about, really. Um, I sort of wanted to, when I think about bringing it back, I wanted to, like, consolidate my ideas. Because I'm all over the place no matter what the fuck I'm doing. But I wanted to sort of make sure, like, this time around I'm, like, more, like, focused, more driven, more, like, sound. Um, so I So this podcast from now on is pretty much just gonna be me talking about the shit I'm interested in like the political sort of realm and often that isn't Donald Trump (laughs) you know what I'm saying like I really just don't I mean like what more can you say that hasn't been said about this man so that's not really what what I'm finna do here you know what I'm saying what I'm really finna do you know what I'm saying what I'm uh what I'm really finna do is talk about systems Systems we live in, systems we live under, systems other people live under, systems that we may want to live in in the future. I'm going to talk about sort of the complexities within societies and shit like that. You feel me? Just shit that like really interests me, that catches my eye when I'm uh, reading my morning newspaper, which is basically Twitter now. Like I seen this tweet going around like, oh, let me open my uh, the morning newspaper. And it's just like the Twitter app opening up. And that's like, that's real. That's real shit. So that's what I'm finna do um, with this. Um, the quality is probably pretty shitty right now. I'm gonna get it better. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do what I can. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I'm recording in my little in a closet in my in my closet in my little ass room down in College Park, Georgia. So um, it'll get better. Um, so stick with it. Um, I, it, this ain't finna be boring, this ain't finna be like, you know what I'm saying, over nobody's heads or anything, like, I'm just trying to, like, I'm just trying to, like, have a conversation, really, and, like, this is, this really does help me, like, 
I hate to say, it, but this helps me like live and like feel fulfilled and everything like that. So, um, I hope you listen. I hope you enjoy. I hope you tell your your friends. Um, follow us on the social media. I almost forgot. <laughs> we on Twitter. No, you can't say hi. Uh, I think this is a Facebook account too. I made one. I didn't make an Instagram. I, I should make an Instagram. I need to. I need to get my my tech savvy shit up. Um, my social media game up with this shit. Um, but yeah, no, you can't say hi. All the words, all the words spelled exactly how they uh they're traditionally spelled. Um, yeah, and then follow me on on Twitter for less of the serious shit, for more jokes and uh tweets about soccer um, and basketball at John Brown. Um, but yeah, so. In bringing this John back, this this podcast back, I wanted to really talk about things that I I think aren't getting the, like, attention that, like, they deserve. Um, And one of those things I saw that I knew I wanted to talk about, I didn't know I was going to talk about this first, but I knew I wanted to talk about it, was um, South Africa. So, in South Africa right now, uh, there's a lot of interesting things going on. Um, You got, like, this this they have these like policies now these like racial crime sort of policies where they're they're uh where they're like convicting citizens for making like basically for hate speech which i find really really interesting and fascinating and also the other thing that i really really want to talk about that i can't wait to talk about is the land reform in south africa where they're basically taking white uh white farm owners, white landowners land and giving them to, to black South Africans. So, um, South Africa is really interesting. Like when I was, um, when I was looking in, you know, researching for the podcast today, I was like, I really don't know shit about South Africa except for like Nelson Mandela, obviously. Um, that movie where Morgan Freeman plays Nelson Mandela Well, the movie, I'm forgetting the name right now. Um, I think like Matt Damon's in that shit and they hosted the world cup in 2010 (laughs) with the, and I remember that's it. That's really all I know in apartheid, obviously, but that's really all I know. That's really all a lot of people know about, um, about South Africa. So, you know, it was interesting. Just like, just like, you know, researching South Africa, like, just learning, like, so much about it, so, basically, South Africa is this country, relatively big, nation of 55 million people, um, it's about 76% black, 13%, uh, or, like, 9% white, um, and everything that, everything, uh, before I start, everything I, I cite, or I, I talk about on here, uh, the links will be in the description of the podcast if you want to, like, read some of this stuff yourself, because it's pretty interesting, like, um, and whatever, but, so, I want to go back to, like, I want to start with the, 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 the hate crimes, so South Africa is, like, really, really, really racist, obviously, like, most places, and anywhere there's, like, darker people, it's gonna be some racist shit, like, niggas gonna have to deal with shit, like, or dark, dark dark-skinned, or darker-skinned people gonna have to deal with, like, racist shit, like, 
on all types of levels, like economic levels, the like regular everyday face-to-face racism, the implicit racism, all that shit, right? South Africa is real unique because it was like codified into their fucking like system, like of, of governance, governance um, with apartheid. Like, so if you go back to 1913, they had the what's called the Native Lands Act, where 13% of South African land was given to the black population to live, to cultivate, whatever. Black population represents 76% of the population of South Africa. So three quarters of the population of South Africa had 13% of the land, while the right, the white minority, 9% or whatever it was back then, got access to like the rest. Like it's fucking, that's fucking crazy to me. Like, could you, yo, could you imagine? It's like, it's like 10 people. It's like seven niggas at the 10 people. And we in like, we in a room the size of like, you know, your regular bedroom. And they're like, hey, you seven niggas right there, y'all get 10% of this room. So y'all get the bed. Three, the three white people right there, they get everything else. You can't go near any of that other shit. Or we gonna put your ass in jail. Like, that shit is wild to me. That shit blew my fucking mind. Like, I was like, I really didn't understand it. Um, But, you know, when shit is, like, codified in law, you know, and and oftentimes the black South Africans, they'd be rioting. Like, uh, uh, they would be, you know, a lot of civil disobedience, a lot of protests, a lot of violent protests, a lot of peaceful protests. Like, it really didn't matter for so long, you know, until, like, the late 90s, I think. 94 yeah when when apartheid ended but um so the the natives land act basically set the scene for today why so many like white farmers and landowners exist in south africa where the population is only nine percent um but like if we if we finish talk about these hate crimes first like so a lot of studies have been done in south africa regarding like hate crimes and shit and like so about 60 percent of the hate crimes victims of hate crimes are black um or south african um 68 percent of those 68 percent of the 59 (laughs) percent are black men so it's overwhelmingly uh black men are the 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 victims of of these these sort of crimes um 35 percent of all hate crimes are against gays or lesbians and a recent what what how this really got to the news was like this was like a big fucking story i remember like maybe in like january february march earlier this year this year seems like it's been like it's so fucking long it's crazy but earlier this year a woman a white woman she was um she was racially abusing a police officer and she was calling him the k-word i ain't finna say the k-word if you want to look that shit up you can look that shit up yourself bro I ain't finna say no goddamn K-word because black South Africans, look at that word, like, it's, like, it's bad, like, it's, mm -mm, I'm good, but, um, so she used the K-word, uh, uh, and this K-word was used, like, during apartheid to, like, you know, dehumanize black people, I would assume that it's, like, on the level of nigga, but it doesn't seem like South Africans use, like, black South Africans use the K-word, so it doesn't seem like they reclaim that word so i think yeah i think that's just a word that like nobody is supposed to use like in america it's like 
or you know in America in London um in the Caribbean whatever black people use nigga to you know refer to themselves or refer to the people that look like them or they like or they dislike whatever but white people just can't use that shit like we don't like nah white people can't say nigga like what the fuck is you know what I'm saying but we sort of like you know people say whatever they want about the word take the power out all that other shit whatever it just sounds cool in my opinion but whatever um in South Africa this lady was arrested after you know this video of her racially abusing this police officer went viral and she was charged and prosecuted and she was fucking convicted bruh she was convicted for basically it'd be like in America if like um you know you see all these viral videos of these white people calling black people all type of monkeys and niggers and all this shit and imagine if they get arrested and they get three years in jail and that's what she did she got three years in jail she was the first person ever in south africa jailed for hate speech now that's crazy yo you don't really get jailed for speech in like progressive countries you know what i'm saying like you don't really like the only type of people that get jailed for saying things are like in countries where like you have dictators or you have monarchs or whatever and you're talking about like the king or like you're in russia and you're saying shit like vladimir putin sucks dick like you can't you know what i'm saying like you would get arrested and prosecuted for that potentially you'd get killed for that so this is not what South Africa is doing. Like you can talk about like badly about the South African government because they do have like, uh, I think they do have free speech in their within their constitution, but like their constitution also like prohibits hate speech. And that's what this is. And like, it's not just like racial hate speech. It's like, you can't throw like homophobic epithets or like, you know, transphobic or sexist shit or any of that shit. And it's real interesting that South Africa, you know, they, they have a real, real fucked up relation, uh, relationship with like race relations, period. Like 1994 was what, 24, 25 years ago, almost now. That's it. <laughs> like 25 years after apartheid, like that's nothing. So I kind of, I kind of get it. Like, it sounds crazy when you first like think of it, like, damn, people going to jail for saying shit, but uh, I get it, like, I get it, I really do, um, it's, it's, it's real interesting, though, but, um, but, yeah, so, apartheid ended in 1994, um, and since then, you know, there's been a lot of progress made, um, so since 2001, the amount of people who own homes has increased by 131%. Uh, the amount of families who've, who've had access to electricity has increased by almost 200%. People with access to clean water has increased by almost 110%. Car ownership has increased by 85% just in the last year. 70% of university students are black. That was under 50% just in 1995, so in 20 years you get a majority of university students as black students. Um, 57% of South Africans believe in socialist ideals. Like, that's pretty interesting. Um, the middle class is growing. 
black middle class is growing. The murder rate used to be 67 per 100,000. Uh, it's now 32 per 100,000. That's cut in half since 1994. That's ridiculous. Like, the U.S. murder rate has not cut in half in the last 25 years. Um, although the U.S. murder rate is significantly lower, um, still, like, if, if the U.S. murder rate got cut in half in the next 25 years, we'd be throwing fucking parades and shit, like, but I say that to say, like, South Africa still has, like, its issues and shit, you know what I'm saying, like, they got severe economic inequality, just like every other country, period, in the world, like, um, especially since the end of apartheid, and a lot of South African activists and, and, and thinkers and writers and, and whatever, professors, really say, like, apartheid ended, apartheid, how, how you say it? I don't want to sound like a loser. Apartheid ended, like, just in name only. Like, it's still, they still live in sort of an apartheid system. Um, the neighborhoods are still extremely segregated. There's political corruption that's rampant. Unemployment is more than it was uh, at the end of apartheid than it is now. Like, it, I think it's 24% now at a uh, uh, during apartheid, it was 20, uh, during 1994, the last year of apartheid, it was 20%. White, uh, South Africans are 10% of the population, just 10% of the population, but they own 90% of South African wealth. That's yo, one in 10 South Africans own 90% of everything. And it's the white South Africans. That's great. That sounds like apartheid for real. White families are more educated. They live in better areas. They attend better schools. They have safer neighborhoods, access to better transportation. Like, it still seems to a lot of black South Africans that apartheid is still, you know what I'm saying? Like, because you, you've, we've made, they've made progress. They made a lot of progress, but it's still not significantly where it needs to be. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so what, they proposed doing what the South African um, what the South African ruling uh, uh, ruling political party proposed doing was this land redistribution policy, um, which is re- which is really interesting. This land redistribution policy is super, it's not the first time this has ever been uh, 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 proposed. So Robert Ngabe from uh, Zimbabwe, if you ever, if you, you probably know who he is, if you, if you see him or if you Google him, whatever, he, he like, he's, he's a, he was a dictator. He's not in power anymore. He used to wear like the military garb and everything. He, he, he was, you know. He was a guerrilla uh, soldier back when uh, Zimbabwe was Rhodesia and they were fighting for their their freedom from, I think, Britain because Britain colonized fucking everywhere because they're awful. Um, But I think from Britain and Mugabe was, you know, he rose to power because he was like this freedom fighter. So and his idea for redistributing the wealth was taking was literally taking all the land owned by white people in Zimbabwe and 
with no compensation to the white landowners and basically giving it to black uh, 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 to black peasants, to black farm hands, to black citizens of regular you know wealth. And at first the 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 system was the white landowners were encouraged to sell their land, right? So if you are white, uh, or if you're uh, Zimbabwean, but you're of European descent, you're like, oh, they're like, okay, can you, you know, the government will reimburse you for the cost of your land plus your debt, whatever. And then they would just give that uh, uh, land to a black uh, citizen. And Britain, I guess, as its own form of reparations, own bullshit form of reparations, was like, okay, we'll fund half of each sale. So basically, Zimbabwe put up half of the money, Brent would put up half the money to this white uh, landowner, and then boom, uh, uh, they'd buy the land. Britain ended this policy in the late 90s. Um, so Mugabe was like, okay, well, if you're not going to continue to do what you said you're going to do, we're going to do it my way. And so his way was just taking white people's land without compensation and sometimes he'd kill them if they didn't want to give up their land. I think there's been there there were 18 reported deaths in Zimbabwe. Um, you know, this wasn't really popular in the in the uh, West Western countries like the United States and Britain, France, Spain. You know, the powers uh, that be, Germany. So uh, Zimbabwe was put under heavy economic sanctions sanctions excuse me um and you know what really the the legacy of of just taking white people's land in zimbabwe really isn't like known to be honest like zimbabwe's economy like took a hit like it got significantly worse like zimbabwe used to be the sixth biggest producer of tobacco it's not that anymore um, Zimbabwe used to have booming agriculture, you know, they used to export corn and all this other, all these other fruits and, sh and vegetables, or, yeah, fruits and vegetables and shit that they just don't do anymore, um, and they don't know if it's because the, 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 the black citizens that they, that the Zimbabwe gave this land to were, you know, unprepared or not ready to run these lands or continue this business they didn't know or they didn't know whether the economic sanctions just strangled Zimbabwe and put them in an untenable position and they weren't uh, uh, allowed to basically prosper as a, as a, as a free nation um, it's probably a little bit of both in my opinion like economic sanctions like if you know anything about them they just like destroy a country like you see that shit happening with like iran like the reason why we the american uh, the reason why obama made the uh iran deal with in the first place was partly because the western world put so many sanctions on iran that iran was like okay we'll come to the table because our people are like you know not living the sort of lives that they can fully live because of these fucking sanctions that you have on our country, these sanctions on exports and imports and all this shit. 
And, you know, you see that with North Korea right now. A lot of the people are struggling in part because of those sanctions that they, uh, that the Western world has imposed. Um, but in the case of Zimbabwe, the sanctions were like super rough. Like the U.S. and Zimbab put Zimbabwe in a credit freeze and their trade surplus of 322 million became a deficit of 18 million in a single year. Like that, I mean, because it kills your economy. And another effect of the, the land uh, just being forcibly removed from uh, white uh, farm owners was the farm owners were like, okay, we're not going to pay our, 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 our mortgages or our rent or whatever to the banks. And what ended up happening is inflation rose. The banks failed, a lot of them. And that led to a really bad economic time period, which was exacerbated by the 2008 uh, financial collapse, which did not help. And, you know, um, it wasn't good. Um, so I think it's a little bit of both. I think it was the sanctions. And I also think it was sort of Mgabe never really put in a plan to like, OK, we need to teach these poor farmhands or these poor laborers or these black citizens who may or may not know about this sustainable economy, we need to literally teach them or put in programs that can teach them how to continue to, uh, to, to, to do what these white landowners had been doing for centuries. Um, and it might have worked. I mean, it, it might not have because of the sanctions, um, you know, because if you, you can't really tell like super white, uh, uh, power structure countries like the United States or like Britain or Germany or whatever. Yeah, you know what we're gonna do in our country? We're gonna kick all the white people out of their land. Like, I mean, they can do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They can do that. But the, the Zimbabwe's and the South Africa, them niggas can't do that shit. Um, but it's interesting though, cause um, six thousand people in Zimbabwe, six thousand white people, owned farms. Six thousand white farmers and farm families. When Mgabe like divvied up the land and, and, and you know, gave it back to the citizens, 245,000 black people owned land, which is like, seriously, how greedy, first off, you're in this country as a white person, you're not from this land, you don't look like the people, you, you, you're, 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 you're taking over the, the people's main source of fucking income and you're 6,000 of you were doing it. Like you're doing it in such a way that it's just like, like you're divvying off like all the land to like just 6,000 of you when like, I don't, I'm not good at math, but like 30 times that amount of, of, of black farmers come in the, the fucking building and, or 20 times that amount come in the fucking building and, 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 and have all the same amount of land as you like, that's wild. But good thing, the good thing about, um, the good thing about the land seizures, I guess you could say, is that Zimbabwe's economy is uh, bouncing back. They're starting to produce tobacco about half as much as they used to, um, which is a lot better than what they used to uh, uh, have. A lot of the citizens are like really like proud of the fact that they have their land back. They have their own sort of way of making income and providing for their family. And, you know, there's a little bit of controversy with Ngabe. Like, he may or may not have 
giving about 50% of the land to himself and members of uh, his government. We really don't know. Like, there are conflicting reports. But all in all, I think if you asked Zimbabweans about the land seizures, they, they, they'd like it. You feel me? They'd like it. Um, in South Africa, you know, there's there's a lot of so this so let's let's talk about when this was proposed in South Africa. This was a pr- proposed really back in 1994. It was called land reform. So 1994, Mandela gets out of jail. Apartheid is over. Um, the South African uh, government was like, okay, well, let's run a buyback program essentially. Let's have all these white landowners, white farmers, if they want to southern land, southern farmland, southern commercial land, commercial property, whatever, they can sell it back to the government and we will give it to a black citizen to run for free. And that happened. That's been happening since 1994, but it's been happening extremely slow. Um, it's been criticized by like South African activists, uh, you know, they want their fucking land, <laughs> like, on some shit, you feel me, um, and, you know, who could blame them, so, you know, activists, a lot of left-wing activists in South Africa were like, well, what about expropriation, and what expropriation is, basically, is just taking white people's land and not compensating for them, now, it's not just, like, taking, like, like, uh, a bank, over like this is my bank now like fuck you nigga this is my that i own bank of america in these three locations now there's nothing you can do like it's not like that but it's uh the land is like abandoned buildings unused lands unutilized lands underutilized uh lands commercial properties um farm land things like that right so the south government south african government was hesitant to do it for so long, but finally, last year, they said they would support um, a policy like this. Um, the the party, the ruling party in South Africa is uh, the ANC, the African National Congress. The ANC is Mandela's party, and they've ruled uh, South Africa since apartheid has ended. Um, so, white South Africans right now own about 73%, so about three-quarters of agricultural estates in South Africa. Remember, they only make up 10% of South African population. So they own three-fourths of the agricultural estates, agricultural lands, the farmlands. They only make up 10% of the people. Now, the ANC decided December 2017, like, yeah, we should do this. They really decided that because, like, a lot of activists, like I was saying, a lot of far left, the the biggest far left political party in South Africa, the Economic Freedom Fighters, they've been pushing for this a lot. Um, you know, persistence, activism, it like really, really, really works. Like they've been hitting the pavement, doing the work, and all that shit for like 15, 20 years now. Um, Parliament also supported it in February. So you have parliament support for it, and you have the ruling party in South Africa support for it. Now it's going through a con- constitutional review committee, and that committee will provide its assessment by August 30th uh, whether to uh, recommend that uh, for expropriation, for basically taking white, these white people's lands and not compensating them for it. Uh, and the economic freedom fighters 
the ANC, they all support this. And the thing is, they want to ratify it in their constitution. So they want to make it like an amendment. Now, they in South Africa, you need two-thirds of uh, the vote within your parliament to ratify anything in the constitution. So the... So ANC would need at least the EFF because they don't own two thirds of a majority in the, the the parliament. So ANC would need the Economic Freedom Fighters, and they would need other little political parties because, like around the world, countries have like 10, 15, 20, 50, 100 political parties. In America, we have like four, which is cool, right? Fucking awesome. But they could get, realistically get the votes to pass this and this could be ratified this year or next year like this could be ratified very soon which is pretty fucking funny <laughs> if you really like it really isn't funny but if you think about it black people just taking back their own land from white people it's kind of funny it's kind of like like justice sort of kind of i don't want to be too like crass or whatever you know it's my you know what i'm saying this is my first day back i don't want to alienate people but if you really think about it like this is kind of funny but it's like super it's super serious and it's super important to like have this debate so like in south africa right now um you know conservatives white south africans not all of them but some of them are like you know there's been violence against white farmers which there have and there's been murders which there have there have been murders of uh white farm owners and white landowners where black south africans are like nigga this is my land now you know what i'm saying and you know that's not how it's supposed to happen but uh a lot of conservative or white genocide activists are like popping up now saying like there's a white genocide of, of white people in South Africa. Like it's, it's even in America. Some of these people are doing this. Um, and that's just not, there's just no, first off, there's no such thing as white genocide. Let's just like period. Like the murder rate in South Africa, really, there hasn't been like a significant jump amongst farmers and landowners of white people in South Africa to like back up their claims. This is just another bullshit tactic they're using to, to, you know, not legitimately have a debate about the merits of this issue because this is a real big issue um they're not the south african government it's also important to note that they're not like advocating like murdering white people that don't like <laughs> that don't give up their land or murdering white farmers that don't give up their land like mgabe did it in zimbabwe but mgabe was a dictator like south africa is like it has a parliament and everything. It's more democratically run. So there's there's not really going to be violent land seizures. Like, South Africa's just not going to engage in that. There's no white genocide. And, like, and so in South Africa right now, there's this, uh, quote-unquote, civil rights group. I guess they're for white civil rights. I don't, I don't really know. But um, it's called Afri Forum. And their CEO is, is a man named Kali Creel. And if I got that right... I apologize because I really want to get his fucking name wrong because this fucking guy went on a radio show, I think like last week <laughs> and said like apartheid wasn't a crime against humanity and apartheid wasn't the 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 international crime that people are making it out to be. 
this organization supports people like uh, Steve Hoffmeyer, if I got his name right. Fuck you. I wish I didn't. Steve Hoffmeyer is like this singer, this ra- this popular singer out there, I guess. And he talks about how black Africans are killing white Africans at rates unseen. He's like the the fucking uh, Richard Spencer of singers in South Africa. Like black Africans are killing white. Like he's saying stuff that isn't true that's ver- it's verifiably untrue like you can go right now and look up the, stati- the statistics i can't even speak about black africans killing white africans it's, v- it's nearly non-existent um they support so afri forum supports hoffmeyer they, they talk about white genocide they even I even saw videos of them going on Fox News to speak about this issue. I guess they're trying to drum up, like, the racist people over here. Like, oh, white people are are, are, are being, denied, uh, being denied the rights that they deny everyone. This is blasphemy. We can't, this can't happen. But, um, you know, they're criticized. Afriform is criticized in South Africa for being a racist organization. But they have a voice, you know, and their voice, their lobby has been coming over here. I think they just met with like Ted Cruz. So their lobby is pretty powerful and they're coming over here and they're trying to drum up support, which is going to pretty be pretty easy under this administration. They're trying to drum up, drum up support for white South Africans in this uh, in their movement to stop uh, the land seizures. Now, we don't even know if this is going to happen. Like, this is just, like, an idea. The ANC, the South African government, is still waiting for uh, the Constitutional Committee to come back with their findings or their decision or whatever. Like, so this, we don't know how this is going to work. We don't know how it's going to be implemented. Uh, the the president of South Africa, South Africa right now, he's not really, like, being specific about anything. Um... Right now, it's just sort of really, like, it's in the early stages. Like, because when I first read about it, I'm like, oh, these niggas about to start taking motherfuckers land right now. Like, it's about to get popping. But it, it ain't finna get popping like that right now. It's 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 slow. They're doing this in a way where it's not going to be implemented for a while. But when it does get implemented, I'm assuming it's going to be quick and swift. Um, But the thing is, in South Africa right now... You know, black people are still like second class citizens. Like, not, there are 9.3 million jobless people in South Africa. 8.3 million of those people are black South Africans. And, you know, you hear black South Africans talking about land reform, education, jobs, these sort of things that, like, you know, drum up people's, uh, 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 that get people going politically it's sort of the same things that we care about here we care about jobs here we care about education here we care about health care here it's like the same issues we have the same issues they have um but you know land seizures or land expropriation that's really important to them too because that's their land like it's the country 75 percent black the the country is, is has been extremely racist for the better part of the last two centuries the country is only 20 24 years out of apartheid this incredible this system of 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 oppression and subjugation that 
no human being should have been subject to. Um, critics now of like the the land seizures are like, you know, uh, well, we can't seize the land because South Africa is urbanized and uh, most people are going to be in the cities and shit like that anyway. And they should just get cash payments. And it's like, first off, why can't we get both? Um, and second off, it's not necessarily it's not even just about the money. It's about the principle, you know, like that wasn't your land to begin with. You stole it. You know, it's like. It's not yours. Like, give it back. Um, critics also talk about, like, the black-on-black crime in South Africa, which is, like, hilarious. <laughs> like, they do the same... It's like, uh, it's like, holy shit, they do the same shit over here. Like, oh, we, we can't have a, a equality in, in, in pay for black people and white people until black people stop killing other black people. Like, what? They're just, like, moving the goalposts. They're citing things. They're saying, talking about things that are, like, extremely important and difficult to have conversations about because they're fucking stupid and they're racist and they want to like change the subject they're you know it's pretty pretty funny um it's pretty funny but black south africans are like adamant about this a lot of them there are some you know opponents of this but they're adamant about this like we need you know white people's land to be our land again 1913 since 1913 they have not had access to the land that they have lived on forever that is theirs period so i think it's really it's crazy to me to because when you first listen to something like that where you like they're just gonna take people's lands like it's a joke and shit at first. Like, you laughing, you you cracking jokes. Like, oh, these fools about to get their shit. They about to get run up in and shit. But you're also like, damn, what does, what is, like, the, the effects of this? Like, but I think the South Africans leading this movement should be entrusted with making these decisions on their own and should be entrusted with enacting this policy and seeing it through. You know what I mean? Like, Nobody knows the country of South Africa more than, like, South Africans. And nobody knows about South, South African racism like black South Africans. So, you know, if this is the way that they sort of help, they, the way that they sort of exercise, the, exercise those demons, who are we to say anything about them? I mean... Black unemployment is crazy over there. The 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 income inequality gap, the economic inequality gap is like essentially apartheid levels. Like that's fucked up. Even today, like I really, I, I'm really interested in seeing where South Africa goes with some of these more progressive sort of policies if they can execute them the right way. Right? If you can teach poor or less educated farmhands or black city uh black um um you know wage workers or, or black regular citizens about how to continue to do what these white farmers were doing for centuries like you're, you it's it's not going you don't have to 
teach that shit for four years. Like these, you know what I'm saying? This is this is something. These are things that are like readily available, readily like identifiable. You can easily like get this shit like down. And this can have like significant effects on on income inequality on some real shit like land still today in 2018 no matter where you are is extremely extremely valuable like we've deemed society at large has deemed land extremely valuable period and what you can extract from the land or what you can use the land uh to do to produce or whatever and to sell that's also extremely valuable too so I think I really I support what black African activists uh, since apartheid have been fighting for I support their fight for speeding up the process of healing that country for speeding up the process of getting black people to be actually you know the same to be viewed the same as black uh, as white uh, South Africans for black South Africans to to have the same uh, uh, opportunity to to for equality and opportunity equality and in, in education equality and uh, where you live and quality of the chance that you have to to make something of yourself like this equality that you know they have never had period you know what I'm saying? Like, I really believe, I think it's a good idea. I do. I mean, I want to see how it like, I want to see how like functionally they do it. But I think in terms of just like as a baseline idea, I think it's a good idea. And I think uh, other countries, maybe, you know, majority white countries can, uh, you know what I'm saying? Learn from uh, the South Africans. But, um, yeah, man. So, you know, I just want to thank everybody who listens. Like, if, even if only one person listens, I'm gonna be happy because I—that's what I do this for. I just do this to get this shit out. And if somebody listens, cool. If somebody doesn't, that's cool too. But um, I'm trying to be back more regularly. Um, I'm gonna try to be on here with some guests too. I got some people in mind that I would like to to come on here. Um, like I said, the quality finna get better, but you know, follow me in the, uh, personally on social media at John Brown, uh, J A W N Brown, and follow the Twitter account for No You Can't Say Hi at No You Can't Say Hi. Follow or like it on Facebook. You know what I mean. Drop a a, a five star uh, review, a comment. Uh, the podcast should be available no, no matter where you get um, podcasts and I'm going to be making some, um, some announcements in the coming weeks of other ventures and things that I'm going to get into you know I hope y'all really like it I hope y'all really enjoy it um, and I hope y'all really enjoyed this and you know Godspeed man everybody stay blessed you feel me alright we out Thank you.